Welcome to High Cheese, a podcast dedicated to one Major League Baseball season and a 22-team score sheet fantasy league that follows along with it. Now, this podcast was actually recorded on Monday, August the 23rd. Now, you may ask, why did it take so long to come out? Well, as it turns out, it's Mel. It was it was all Mel's fault, really. It's his, his inability to... Uh, that that 15-second operation of moving a file into from one spot to another took him took him five to six days. So I don't really remember what we even talked about on this podcast. What I do remember is there will be some partial nudity, so there's something, right? There's something to look forward to, un- unless, of course, you consider the finite possibilities attached to who could potentially be partially naked in this podcast. That might put a damper on things a little bit. We'll definitely talk about the Blue Jays. Good times will be had. Don't we always have good times? We're getting close to the end of the season. Things are getting tight. Things are getting interesting. So enjoy. Well, he's been like signing in for a while here. Yeah. Oh, he was like on time before you. There he is. He's got the gaming system on. Right right on. Yeah, so if you need somebody to shoot somebody virtually, <laughs> Jesse's going to be our guy. Yeah, you just got to chirp me all the time, right? I got, I got a whole new computer system rocking today. Ooh, no cats, just, no nothing. You sound I, amazing. Was this all be, to get rid of the cat? You listened to the last episode, no cat. Yeah, like, I was it. fuming for a couple of weeks. Here. I'm like, I got to find a new computer here. I got to figure something out. So you I took my amazing. Work, I took my work computer home with me. So that's what I'm on right now, like a high tech, <laughs> brand new laptop, like what I was using before. It's probably, it's probably like the probably like the furnace or something not the computer no it's, it's i don't know what it is honestly like i'm in my basement so it could just very well be my furnace kicking on yeah, yeah. Like that, right? like it's, that would be awesome. It yeah, again that'd be awesome yeah, yeah. it still happens I know, right? like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is quite the sound it is and, I, and the funny part is i never hear it so like I only like laugh because you guys were like the one day Mal was laughing so hard I couldn't look at him. So I had to like deep under I can't remember that was the last time I laughed like that. That was yeah. Oh, I had to take the headphones off. I was crying. I was like, this is too much. I gotta stop for the a minute. Four of us. You, you walked away, Darren, because you uh, couldn't take it either. Or something. Yeah. Like we had to all recuperate. Like yeah, yeah. Like, I feel bad scary. for the one listener we had that is yeah. like, what are we doing? <laughs> I feel good for him. That was outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> How was your uh, How was your time off, Jesse? Uh, well, I'm actually on vacation right now too. But my camping trip you're talking about, yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Uh, except for so we went to Oster Lake. I don't know if you ever heard of Oster Lake. It's up by like Perry Sound. Okay. So we go there and and we arrive and it's actually in Seguin County, which I thought was pretty neat actually. Nice. So named it named after you. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, this is why we're here. You. Yeah, named yeah. after me. Yeah, yeah. So we get there and we arrive before Danette's parents. We're camping with her parents. So they're bringing their trailer and stuff, and we're gonna camp in a tent, but we're gonna have the facilities. Yeah. So we're like walking on the beach and the whole place is nice. They arrive, we're setting up, and then her Danette's dad's like, Do you hear a train? Oh, Jesus Christ. And I'm like, No, I don't. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. There's like nudity going on here. Bob shows up. One of the like, one of the bushwhackers just cut in. Bushwhacker just cut in. Do the bushwhacker thing. <laughs> sorry, it's 85 in my garage, and I'm boiling. Oh, that's not our problem. That's not it's our like problem. a 70s porno in here. I got a question for you, Bobby. If you turn your AC on this year, yeah, the air conditioner is on in the house. 
Yeah, okay. I was going to hope please. 45 degrees outside, and I'm finally turning the AC on for the first time all summer. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, so Jesse, finish your story. Sorry As that. I was saying before, I was really interrupted. By the uh, no. <laughs> naked Bobby Cross. So dad's dad's like, do you hear a train? And I'm like, no, I don't, I didn't hear anything. No, I don't. So then he's like, okay, maybe I'm just you no know, hearing things. So we like get all set up. We sit around the fire, crack my first beer. And all you hear is this gigantic train run right through like the, the campground. Like it's like, like a train track is built beside the campground or something like that. You just hear this huge What's that? I was in a tent, yeah, with the child in a tent. <laughs> right, because so, it's not like the walls are thick. Right, right, yeah. So, like, all night long, every, like, three hours, you hear this train now run through. So, <laughs> the funny part is, is Penelope sleeps the entire thing, doesn't wake up. Me, I didn't get a lick of sleep for four days. I just laid there waiting, counting the minutes for the train to so come nice by. I like know by. it's coming. And it's wow. like the morning one to the 6 a.m. train was, like, 10 minutes long. It's like the huge oh, horn yeah. letting them know it's coming through the city. And then, like, the train... Yeah brakes are like squealing for five, five, five extra minutes down the track there for some reason so it's like my cousin Vinny. it was terrible yeah it was bad but other than that great it was good to get away so it was <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah wow so uh, i guess we'll start it off with uh with the round table i mean sure. bobby you didn't bring a shirt did you bring uh something to talk about <laughs> it's on the table <laughs> so so what's your thought what's your thought for today uh, well, I just checked on the uh, the score sheet website, and I see there's breaking news. There's a big deal that just went down. Wow. I don't know. Maybe you could fill us in, uh, Darren and Mal, on uh, on the big trade. Uh-oh. Well, oh, I traded Darren, Gary. Darren's for bullpen arms. Yeah, I traded Gary Sanchez for Presley, Plawecki, and around 45. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Gary Sanchez, the same Gary yeah, Sanchez yeah, that that Mal hates, I hate <laughs> right? He's a dumb. He's dumb, but yeah, he's I'm, he's Mel's kind of dumb. He's, yeah, uh, yeah he's, it's my kind of dumb. I hate him, but he's way better than uh, yeah, assuming he nobody, plays. Nobody, yeah, than Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, like I, I got a keeper for guys you're not keeping. You know what I mean? So, jeez, oh, wow. I, like, I still like Sanchez. I like when I watch him, I just think, why isn't this guy hit better? Like his swing is great. His approach often seems mature, actually. Like the defense stuff, yes, I agree with all of it. He's not good back there. But offensively, I don't understand why he struggles so much. But boy, when that guy craters, he craters. He That's is. a tough thing. And I don't, yeah. but you you can look at guys. How many catchers do you see who are just crap for two years and all of a sudden they hit 320? Yeah, no, you, you know what I mean? Like it's Orange. such. I don't think there's another position with that much fluctuation to the yearly results. Or he could just lose his job soon. <laughs> well, that's always the danger is yeah. that his defense isn't good enough and finally they're going to go, you know what, yeah. screw it. Yeah. But I yeah. think he's too good of a hitter for that to happen. Well, it's a good trade for you, Mel. I, I don't like it because Darren's in my division, but it's a good trade for you to get a couple, you know, more higher quality players, I guess, for your team, right? I think it's yeah. what you got to aim for. So. I mean, stupid or not, I mean, it's still a, a starting catcher probably. So well, that's the thing. It's a starting yeah. catcher. It's a starting yeah. catcher that you keep. And and again, he's a good player. If you guys get a, on a heater, you see, you got a good bat in your lineup, right? So still got a 815 OPS for a catcher. Exactly. For a catcher. And, and, and yeah, 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 exactly. it. Now, let me ask you, Mal, are you still got to draft 10 prospect catchers next year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can never have enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
It's like yeah. wide receivers. You got to have yeah. them. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I yeah. thought the big story, obviously, this week was, and Mal, you ruined it because we could have had everybody here go 6-0. and Well, I went 3-0. and I went 3-0. and And then the, you lost three games to a guy in our division. So well, but I also, the guy, another guy chasing for – Three and zero against another guy right in the wild card too. Oh, that's true, right? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah, I think I, I mean, might play the same team. Maybe it's that triple triple play. I think. Yeah, triple play. Yeah, right. I swept them. Yeah, he went zero six. I know. That was funny because he was tied for the division lead in one of the other divisions in Bayer's division, and then boom, over like they just. Well, he's lost Springer, right? He's lost. uh Somebody else too. He lost a kid. Had a couple of big injuries last week, I think, or the last couple of weeks there. I don't know if we've ever had a week where all three of us have gone six and zero. That's pretty impressive. Last couple of years, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I Bobby, think are you on like a massive win streak too? Are you like? Oh, he's on fire. I think he's gone six and zero like three weeks in a row. Bobby has. No, last week he wasn't though. Really? Yeah. If you take away last week, he was like I don't know nineteen. He would be nineteen and zero. But last right, week, that's what I thought. Forward, like, I thought he was on a four massive week, run. Bobby? Yeah, last week I think I was either three and three or I was, I was two and four, four, two and four, something like that. It was right around five hundred. Yeah. Still, you're on quite a heater. It looked like everybody did it really differently because mine was all pretty much <clears throat> pitching because my offense is a little bit stagnant, uh, and it looked like I don't know Jesse just scored seven hundred runs last yeah, week. Yeah, well, like honestly, I got lucky because here I am panicking, thinking I'm playing Team Seven and and. I think team three or something that week. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I'm going to get smoked. This is my division lead gone. And then I ended up playing a couple of teams that obviously worked in my favor there. And I scored a hundred runs. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It worked that way. So everything stood precisely still as far as the three of us goes in relation to each other. So Jesse's still in first in our division. I'm one game behind him. Bobby now jumped up into first place in his division. Which is actually, I think, good for me because that the dude you buy your hopscotch buddy there by two games, right? So now he's a couple games behind the wild card race, right? Lucas. He's in second place, though, right? Because yeah. still two people still make the wild card. We still yeah. have two wild cards. Yeah, they yeah, just that's right. For, that's for right. some reason, they can't figure that out on the website. It's yeah, you know it's weird, right? Uh, I was. I'm looking at the standings last night, and I thought. It's crazy where how far how deep we are in the season. And right now the Dodgers would be in a wild card game. Right. Or I last know. night they would be. I didn't check it today. Oh yeah. Oh, they're still but yeah, they're still the two games. The I think Giants two holding yeah. on is bonkers. It's bonkers. It's great. It's, it's one of the great stories. I don't know. Like, I don't know what would be the last team that really just went off like this. And you're still you're not looking at like a ton of great guys there. Bryant was a great pickup for him, but they're still no, they're surprising. And all year long, you didn't think they'd be this this good at all, right? Well, the other the team that was doing it as goal. well, Boston, was kind of similar. Right now, they've kind of found themselves a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I feel Tampa's always in the same boat in a way. You don't think Tampa's going to be good because whatever the heck they're doing, and then somehow they wheel off seventy-seven wins like they did this year. And they waxed. They waxed. Uh, the White Sox. Right? And you're just like, what? <laughs> Every year they do it somehow. How about the Jays? Uh, oh, think, think about that. A 12-game stretch. I'm On Hayes on, on Overdrive was talking, you know what? They're going to go play the Angels, the Mariners, um, 
Washington, Detroit, this is a huge chance for them to run the table, go like 10 and two. Oh, I, I heard then that they went, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then they went four and eight. Yeah. Those national games are terrible. Like, that's, I'll tell you, Detroit's a lot better than people think. Like, they got some pitching. You know what I mean? Like, like they're not yeah. a, Washington actually is a pushover right now, and they lost those two. Like, yikes. Right. You know what I mean? And the like, first game was terrible. They got smoked. Like, they, did. they got smoked. Well, the other thing I noticed is that they averaged over four runs a game in those 12 games, but the median amount of runs they scored was three. Right. So they had a lot of low-scoring games. Considering who they were playing over the 12-game period, they had a lot of low-scoring games. So by and large, they scored, I think it was in seven of those games, they scored three three runs or less. And, and, you know, you're not facing Cy Young guys all over the place. And they've still got a bullpen problem. I mean, you can't I, – I think they're kind of trying to be Tampa Bay with all these interchangeable parts, but they don't have them. Like, when you're interchangeable parts, you're left in the bullpen with Kirby Sneed and Connor Overton and Taylor Sacedo. Your parts aren't there yet, obviously. Those aren't parts. And Tampa, also, <laughs> Tampa provides their pitchers with a better defense behind them too. <sighs> like, it's a very – very, very big difference in terms of what the Jays are supporting their pitchers with as opposed to Tampa. And how unfortunate is that Simeon play? I mean, just baseball. Sometimes that's it happens. That's that's the bonkers there. Throw yeah, the ball yeah. away. And he's more one of the more reliable. Yeah, and he just I was as killing me today. I see all this stuff online and it, Tim and Sid they're talking about how could Steve Matz have thrown a change up to Miggy? He hasn't hit a change up. He hasn't hit a fastball Please. for a home run forever. And it's like, okay, part-time baseball fan, <laughs> exactly. settle down. Like, what do you think? You're going to go up there and throw all fastballs to Miggy and he's never going to hit it? Like, never going to figure it out. <laughs> take it easy. Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, you can't do that, right? Yeah, 499 reasons to not do it, I don't think so. Yeah. Good for okay. Miguel. Miguel. Oh. Yeah, with, with JD in the crowd, no less, right? Like That's yeah. that's the highlight there. So That was for sure. Was that Bobby? I was looking at the Jays' rotation today and their stats. Is this the best rotation they've had in, in quite some time? I mean, we, we've talked about how yeah. pitching has been their downfall for the last four, five, six years. They weren't really able to support their offense. But I'm looking at their pitching. And, I mean, everybody had their doubts about, about Ray and Matt's. But Ray's leading the team in ERA right now with 279. Second in the league. <laughs> Yeah. And then we've got uh, Ryu with 354. Manoa's got 334. Um, then Ryu, 354. And then Berrios with 380. And then Mats with 394. That's your starting five. So, like, when was the last time we saw a starting rotation like that in Toronto? Long yeah, time 2015. I was going to say the one was like Burley and Sanchez. Not yeah, Sanchez. And, and, and nobody, missed, and, nobody yeah. missed the start. Dickey. Um, right, but Price was this there might too, right? be the best. Like eleven uh, or something like that when they acquired him, right? right. Yeah. Game, what did you have? Right? Price, Strowman, yeah, Sticky, Burley, Burley. Uh, this might Estrada, be this Estrada. might be the best rotation. Estrada, right? Estrada was money that year he too. Was he was incredible. This yeah. might be the best rotation I've seen since the World Series years, though. Like I would actually put this yeah. rotation ahead of that the rotation for as it stands now. Maybe, yeah, yeah. That's just pretty impressive, especially. I mean, whatever they've done with Robbie Ray, wow. 
Now, but Jesse, you weren't here last week, but I do this thing. I'm going to do one of them right now, which is uh, three true outcomes. So, so I make a statement, and then you tell me whether it's a strikeout, a walk, or a home run. Okay. And so, so here it is. Pete Walker is a great p- pitching coach for starting pitchers and a really bad pitching coach for relievers. Yeah, I'll take a home run on that. I mean, I don't even know if, if – I, I don't know, because the bullpen before was actually good, so it's hard to really say. But he's done some pretty good things with some starting pitchers, so maybe it's a walk. Maybe I'm giving it a walk. Okay. Okay, you can change your mind like that. That's fine. Bobby, what are you thinking? I'm trying to think of their their staff the past couple of years. Who were some of the guys they had on their staff? Well, Stroman. Like the Scott. last couple of years? Last year they had everybody, Ooh. I think. Uh, Anderson, uh, uh, Tanner Roark. Was Matt uh, Latos count? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not last year. Yeah. Hey, what, what, we thought we had pitching depth. We had Matt Latos as our number six starter. That's right. Yeah. That's famous, right. famous last words. <laughs> right. Sure I'd, I'd have to take a walk on that one because, sure, he's been handed a whole lot of junk, but he hasn't really done much with the junk. With the with the starting pitching, I mean, you look at guys like like starting Buddy pitching or the bullpen, starting pitching. Okay, um, but like Buddy in Pittsburgh a couple years ago, I can't remember his name. Seer not Searich. Is it Searich? Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He used to be a lefty pitcher, oh. pitch for Detroit a little oh, bit. Oh, the pitching coach, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like a magician. Ray Searich. Yeah, Searich. that's probably it. Yeah. yeah, and he was handed a whole bunch of junk, like Liriano and Hap, and these guys were were down, and all of a sudden, boom. They became something. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that Walker's at the home run level. I would say it's a walk. I don't think he's failed at starting pitching because he hasn't been given very much. Um, the bullpen has been kind of crap for a while now. I mean, you can go back to like the Brett Cecil, Aaron Loop, lefty combination out of the bullpen before they really even had anything out of the bullpen. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll give a walk on that because he just hasn't, he hasn't hit any home runs with the rotation aside from this season. No. Um, that's a good question. I, I think, I think I'm going to say strike go only because I know with the dynamic exchange a lot, like there's 8 billion relievers. So it's hard to work with them. And, and the pitching coach primarily really does a shit ton of work with your starting pitchers. Yeah. So, so the, and the bullpen coach, does a lot with the relievers and it's hard to work with the relievers when there's 20 of them, you know, and him coming in and out. Yeah. So, that's day and age. Yeah. I Especially think, with I, the amount of movement, like you mm-hmm. said, I think Bobby's point with what he's had to work with, I think he's done a phenomenal job. Um, but right. You need something to work with. So it changes everything. I just, I, I think he's done a great job with the starters and it's hard, hard to blame him on the bullpen guys. I think. I just find it interesting that we give him a lot of credit for, you know, getting Robbie Ray, you know, taking him from being lost in the desert to being a dominating pitcher and and everything he's done with the starting rotation. Steve Matz has been a lot better, obviously, since he came to Toronto. Again, another guy lost in the wilderness. Okay, but, and and I totally agree with that, but then you you can't not say, but geez, man, your your other pitchers are are awful. And a lot of them are, are seem to get worse over time like it's i don't even know i don't even have an answer for it i just sort of thought about it the other day i thought that is interesting how you have this this massive success with one part of your pitching staff and then 
And I get a lot of the reasons you attach to that, Mel. The amount of movement, the amount of pitchers, the fact there is a bullpen coach, but it still is pretty stunning how awful that pen has been. Well, the, the talent level too is just different, right? Like I think the starters themselves actually are probably more talented overall than some of the relievers they got and in there, right? So I think it's really, ceiling. I think it's ceiling too. But like but I actually mentioned that to Chisholm there when on Twitter, which is it almost feels like the Jays are taking guys who are successful in low leverage situations, popping them into high leverage situations, going, why aren't these guys being more successful? And it's like <laughs> because that's not what they do. You've, you've asked guys. It's different. Like, it's different. Yeah, once you start throwing them into those big situations in the night, suddenly, you know, what was the line you said? At, at one of the GMs had said it to you about a guy, men with tight sphincters don't pitch well in pennant yeah. races. Yeah. Is it McGowan? Oh, oh, Dustin McGowan, for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. JP yeah. Ricciardi, the sphincter. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to love McGowan we, too. We call that the Don't Ryan. Lie, also call it the Ryan. Great Tepera. stuff. The Ryan Tapera. Call that the same thing. Well, Tapera's in Chicago now too, right? I know, but but and and people will tell you it doesn't matter. I know analytics people, and I'm not saying like have that conversation. But when you see a guy, they change. Like they're deer in headlights sometimes, and you could see it in big. Like it's just like oh boy, yeah. you know, it's different. Raphael Delise. <laughs> yeah. I think it comes down to ceiling. As you see guys in tighter situations, like look at the George Brett thing we were talking about that series from 85 with the Jays and how just he becomes this different guy when the, the game's on the line. And if you're a pitcher, you, know, you mentioned Tapera is a perfect example of a guy like Ryan Tapera who has a really limited ceiling. Mm-hmm. And now in that situation with a guy totally focused in, and I know these are things – Stats guys totally dismissed, but you got to know he's reaching around when, you know, you can't get the pitch by the guy looking for another pitch that he doesn't have looking for another gear that he doesn't have. And I think the Jays have a whole bunch of guys who are looking for that other gear and they don't have it because yeah. you're Brad hand and your, your Simber, your guys with, with the very definitive ceiling and you start running into it in those, those clutch situations. And I think that's kind of where they're at now. Yeah. And, and I also going. think it becomes, like those guys just got to be. Well, Brad Hand had it. It just it's not there anymore, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Romano looks. I mean, his ceiling's quite high, and and obviously he's the one guy out there. But you still see him in yeah. big situations. He's not a finished product. You know, it's not a finished yeah. product. For sure. Do we have? Uh, maybe we'll throw a Jesse. Jesse, did you bring some jalapenos? I got in? some. I got some. Oh, let's yeah. start with one. Let's pop one. In All right, me. let me pop him up here. Well, I was gonna go. Uh, we shot top of the Giants earlier, but uh, the Giants finished with the best record in baseball this year. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. I'm not buying. I just can't believe the Dodgers won't beat them. I, I can't believe it either. Even, uh, but we've yeah. been saying it for three months. I like, know. I, there's we no chance. Week? No chance. I thought the Giants would be here right now. Yeah. Oh. Full credit to them for making it this far. Bobby, do you think they'll they'll hang in there? I'm with you guys. I don't think they're going to hang on to it. It's a great story, but it's a marathon, right? And they yeah. seem to still be winning the marathon, but I just don't think they're trained to run a marathon. So, I I mean, they've only got a two game lead over. Uh, Sorry, three-game lead over Tampa Bay for the – no, the Dodgers. 
for the yeah. best record in baseball. They're two games up on the Dodgers, uh, three games up on Tampa Bay. So, I mean, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to catch them, but I think they're just going to fall off a bit. I got nothing to base that off. Of. You don't. You, you had me with the metaphor when you said it's like a marathon. And then you said, I don't think they're trained to run a marathon. Do you yeah. mean they, <laughs> What's so, your point? I think that's pretty good. <laughs> well, but they're not trained to play the, the full 162. Do you mean that you don't think they've got the legs to do a full 160 for the marathon? It's kind of like you're watching a marathon race. You're going to double down? All of a sudden, this guy out of the crowd just jumps in, and it's at like lap number one, and he doesn't know what he's doing. And all of a sudden, he's he's in the lead because he's a little bit fresh. And then by about lap number three hundred eighty, he's done. <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> Are you that's saying the, they're not going to complete the race at all? <laughs> give, it a, give it a third world. Give it a third world on this this metaphor. That was, <laughs> all right. They're running a marathon without any water. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Jesse, got another one? Yeah. Well, first, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm buying it. You know, I've been, oh, okay. I think I've been throwing a giant jalopy out there every episode and, and they just keep coming true. And for some reason, I didn't miss the stick with it. I'm going to, the, the Giants are, are going to this, be the best record. This might be the moment that's required for them to fall off. Yeah, I jinxed right. it. It's the Wade Miley jinx right there. Jesse's coming, <laughs> Jesse's coming with the water on the side of the road for the Giants. That's right. right here. Running beside him. Yeah. Just take it, man. Take <laughs> the water. <laughs> yeah, Given wow. the pushes at the end, too, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. Um, okay. The San Diego Padres don't make the playoffs. Ooh. I'll go. I say they're going to find that second win here. It doesn't look good. They're not even in the playoffs right now. No. Um, Who I is the Reds? Cincinnati. Reds? Yeah. I mean, Joey Votto can't carry him the whole distance, can he? No, but Wayne Miley can. Remarkable rejuvenation. <laughs> Holy smokes! What's going on there? The I Miley think... thing is is truly one of the. What I should do is I should just trade ever. for him, so then he would tank, yeah. and then yeah. <laughs> the Padres can get in. I thought about you know. And then it's like I just can't do it. I can't put Wade Miley. I can't write him into my playoff potential playoff lineup and f- and then f- and feel right about it i don't believe no. in wade miley even but what a year he's having he's 34 years old he's the guy who's we were talking last night bobby and i think we're chatting his era plus is 102 which is for those who don't know dead average 100 is dead average he's at 102 for his career buoyed by the last couple of years really well, not last year. <laughs> he's in. He's one of the most dominant pitchers in the the National League right now. And playing in a in a part in Cincinnati, which really isn't really favorable for pitchers. No, you know? it's like, not at all for it's home run pitchers either, right? Like he's a fly ball guy, isn't he? Like, I, I uh, one of my topics I wanted to talk about was uh, related to our WAR conversation last night, and Wade Miley has the second highest WAR in all of baseball behind Shohei Otani. In wow. baseball reference or fangrass? That's baseball reference. Yeah. So Otani's like an 8.1, and Miley is tied with Wheeler at 5.8. They've got the best war in the National League, Miley and Wheeler. Crazy. Well, well we were the, the conversation we had last night is that baseball reference, 
the way they define war is wildly different than how Fangrass does it. Which it's it's kind of funny because war in conversations now about the quality of players over the careers and what have you tends to be like, well, this is what the war is or this is what the war isn't, therefore it equals that. And it seems like it people forget how much of a philosophical entity war is, whether it be the the war for fan graphs or for baseball reference. It's an abstraction. It's not it's not like the gods pronounced war equals the, the divining sort of thing between what's great and what's not great. It's an opinion and it's, it's abstract. So it's fascinating to look at it because I think it's, five, what is he, 5.8 in baseball reference and two point something in fan graphs. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty big difference too, isn't it? Yeah, like, but like, I think Fangraphs is more fit based, so more based like so strikeouts, those those raw numbers, those fielding independent numbers, play a bigger role in um, in Fangraphs than it does in and doesn't baseball, baseball reference. Baseball reference don't they include defense for position players? Whereas one of them does, one of them doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, Fangraphs, I think, does. It's Fangraphs that does, and baseball yeah. Yeah. one of them does. Yeah. yeah. And which kind of bothers me. Yeah. It's like they're talking, even Lourdes Gurriel still measures out you know, well in a lot of defensive metrics. And I'm like, yeah, he wins a gold glove, didn't he? Did he win a well, gold glove last no, year? No, they were no, talking him. They were lobbying no, for him. Wasn't they were lobbying? They did the gold gloves and the strike shortened season entirely on analytics. He was third. I mean, yeah, right. That's, come on, man. Like, watch yeah. one game and go, his, his one talent is a gun in left field. Everything else about the game is bad. So, oh, yeah. so th- what are you measuring? <laughs> what was and, that? The game in Buffalo? I don't know if I was chatting with you guys that, that one day there was a long fly ball into left field. Girl Yale pulled up about 15 feet from the wall and looked at the wall and froze. And then it was like one second, two second, three seconds. <laughs> it's like, dude, you should have been at the wall to catch the ball. Instead, right. But he wanted to, to get the, the rebound to carry him off the wall and then sh- show this big arm, right? Like, look at me, look how I can throw this ball to try to gun you out at second base. It's like, catch the ball. You're just not the smartest guy. It's like Despite that video I sent you of Clemente, right? When he got that, he like the one hopper in the corner waits for it to come and has a one hop to home plate from the right field corner right no momentum either like no there there's to make that throw he was dead frozen and threw it on a hop to to home home plate and it was a bullet it was even with the hop like he could have made it with like it was just a trajectory it's not like he couldn't make that throw all the way to home without a hop right something something to watch the best throws i think ellis valentine Oh yeah, made a throw from Remember that one from the right field wall, like yeah. at the wall, turned, spun, threw a bullet to third base. No yeah. hop. Yep, yeah. no well, hop. Batista and did it a couple times, dude. Didn't oh, he? Yeah. Batista done the gun from the right field corner there, right to third base. Well, to Jesse Barfield once threw out Henderson, and Henderson was stopped, shot. He didn't slide. He had thought there was an, Ricky, and it was like he just. Yeah. Tagged him out. He's like, "Where did that come from?" Like right to a corner. It's like, "Whoa!" When he was young, you know what I mean? It's like, "Whoops!" Yeah, those guys. Dewey Evans was another guy that had a, an amazing arm there for the Red sure Sox. Sure trying did. to think, there's somebody. Even your boy there, your boy is suspended from Oakland, Loriano. Oh, what a rock! I mean, that one throw. Remember a couple of years yeah. ago, 
double the monsters. Mind you, maybe, 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 maybe. We, now we know why <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had that. Yeah, right. that guy. So Bobby, Wobble will do one topic that the Bobby bring, and then we'll do uh, the draft that I mentioned. Sure. Bobby, you got another one? I'm assuming you have more topics. Um, I've, I've got two. Uh, I'll go with one here. So uh, a couple days ago, we had the five-year anniversary of the famous Tyler Naquin Walk off inside uh, uh, the park home run in Cleveland that we were witness to. Was it five um, years or six years? Six years, right? Twitter was telling me five. I know. Were you there too? Is that the, the BJ Upton? Like, yeah. Yep. Were, you, yeah. were you there too? Yeah, man? I was there too. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. also there because I, I, yeah. I saw the same thing you did. Where are yeah. you? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Where's BJ Upton? Yeah. And for, for those who don't recall, it was the Jays blowing a lead against Cleveland. Naquin drilled one to right field. And going back, who is a Canadian outfielder left? He hit Michael, Saunders. Michael Saunders. Michael Saunders went back and he kind of fumbled about as Michael yeah. Saunders doesn't really do yeah. a lot gracefully. The ball bounded off the top of the wall. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ricocheted towards right back. center yeah, yeah. where you would expect, you know, a center fielder to be roaming around, yeah. but no, he's watching BJ Upton had no interest in, uh, yeah. So what was it inside the park home run? Was it a walk-off? It was a walk-off. Yeah, it was a walk-off. Yeah, it was a walk-off. And, the and then we had to is, listen to crap from Cleveland Indian fans. Yeah. We're all in the crowd saying automatic because Osuna was coming out and he was like <laughs> money that year. It was yeah. like, we got this in the bag, right? Like, yeah. and then that <laughs> stuff happens. Like, yeah. That was Mike a big year for Nick yeah, and it's kind of had a Bobby. I was just going to say, my question to you guys is, um, because it's it was the anniversary of that. What is the craziest moment you guys have witnessed live, uh, as far as baseball is concerned? Uh, the craziest moment that you've been live and witnessed. That. Well, I'm sure Mal has a way more than us. That's yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. That 18 inning game we were at was pretty cool. I remember the Jays coming back on a game, and this is so long ago, but they came back from being down seven in the ninth. And everybody had left the park. We were at uh, Exhibition Stadium. But I, don't I remember was there with you, remember? Yeah, we were Dave laughing about all the, the people on the highway. The Dave Rigetti yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I That's can't. Right. Who hit the home run? Was it George Bell? I got like Ernie Witt. I got a feeling Ernie was, I mean, it was a huge uh, comeback. So there's a lot of guys. Would Ernie might have been George Bell. I don't know. I feel like. George might have been earlier. We I mean, had to come back up. seven runs. Yeah. What, yeah. So what year would that have been approximately? Oh, man. God, it's in the 80s. Right? It's going back. But that was Nine. a fun game because oh. there's nobody at the park. Everybody had gone, right? So there was like a few of us, much like that 18 inning game we were at in Cleveland. When we hung out to the whole time and in the left field bleachers, it was like yeah. us and the, the drummer. I don't even know. I think the drummer stopped drumming maybe. He did. We were trying to get him, start drumming, buddy. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when they talk about, like, the, the extra inning rule, like, that, to me, that stuff is magic. It's those little small possibilities that happen are just so, so magical, right? Yeah. The only time Jerry Stans ever had became relevant was from us chanting. I mean, how many times like, do you think Jerry Stans had his name chanted? As, probably never uh, until, <laughs> until yeah, we yeah. got there, right? Mal, what was yours? Well, I mean, the most obvious one is the, the bat fit flip game with that wild inning with Martin hitting Choi's bat and the ball oh. and the chaos and 
that whole inning was. I don't know if there's ever been a more chaotic game than that. No. Oh my no, goodness. And just, I've never uh, been at the bar with that one with you, Darren. And that was yeah. nuts. Remember how like up and down and like emotional that game was all day? It's just, like, uh, yeah. If, if they'd have lost that game, like you seriously were concerned about what would happen in the city. You're like, it, it was, people were so angry. Like they were throwing beers and like it was, da- it was dangerous. And then Isn't honestly, a fascinating thing. Like doing that 85 thing. The Toronto crowd was a mess in that game seven loss to Kansas City. The dude that fell on the field, and it was so classic. You forget he's about it, there. though. He's lying there in a snow angel pose, and this is at the end of the game, and they're obviously have lost, and they got to pause the game, and the camera shoots over to this guy who's got his beer belly showing. His T-shirt in the fall had ridden up, so he's got this big, hairy beer belly showing on the field right that's the kind of thing where you want to you want to see if the guy's still around (laughs) yeah (laughs) but toronto has a knack for that remember buddy threw the beer against baltimore and almost hit the uh i can't remember his name but japanese outfielder yeah and then there was a beer thrown in that game that we're talking about yeah there was lots of beer there was a million of them full too like they were right what is the upper deck down to the lower deck yeah, yeah, that's uh, they do tend to get a little offside there. That was it was it was tense. Like you're like, oh my god, what, this could be scary on a lot of levels. So for me, that was I remember the thinking. Thing. I thought Gibby. I remember being at the bar. I don't know if you remember this, Jesse, but I was saying, Gibby, get off the damn field. Stop going out there and complaining. Get off the field because he was inflaming. You know who was that, good? That whole like. It was bigger than than him being out there arguing with the umpires. Just get off the field. You know what I mean? You know who did a lot, strangely, was Edwin. Edwin came up yeah. on the crowd there. And uh, I, I remember mean, that's doing kind that, of actually. the last guy you would think maybe. And he just jumped out and just calmed things down quite yeah, a bit. I forgot about that. Yeah, I yeah. know. I remember Stu almost getting in a fight with that guy in the bar, too, because the guy was ripping on Donald. The guy, was, the guy with tube socks? Yeah, yeah the guy was like face down in the muck there. And then he gets <laughs> up and it's like, Donald said, you, you suck. And he goes back down. It's amazing what, what sports can was, do to, to a city. Eh? Oh, it was so stupid. So there's this dude at his own table at the, the Lazy Lizard there on Terrace Street. And so there's a bunch of us at a table and Stu being Stu, some guy had yelled out, Donaldson, you suck, which is obviously a stupid thing to say. But, you know, you're at the Lazy Lizard. Somebody's going to say something <laughs> stupid pretty quickly, right? So Stu decides that it's his job being affable Stu to wander over to the dude and uh, have a chat with him about his whole perspective on Josh Donaldson. So, of course, it doesn't go well. And this guy wasn't in for a little you know a little tete-a-tete there at the old bar have a little joking back and forth this guy was truly a dick i remember being mad and i remember and saying to you know settle down there with your fucking tube socks buddy because he was yeah because he was really mad at Stu. like there was real angst and Stu had the muscle at this table obviously to protect him so he had me and you which is always (laughs) (laughs) crew to be protecting (laughs) Stu for a fight you know (laughs) but i was mad because the guy was disrespectful there was no need no he was and he wasn't even paying attention i fear he was spaced down on his table for about three innings i remember being at the uh the world cup game there in Hamilton with Gretzky and Lemieux playing on the same team and somebody was yelling out hey Gretzky what's the C stand for coward so you know wherever you go there's always those right there's gonna be some dumbass yelling something dumb because because dumb people (laughs) they don't want people not to know 
It's like routine. Support. All they need right. is a, all they need is a couple of beers. It's a license, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's time I yelled something so people know stuff. <laughs> Bobby, what's the best game you're at? I haven't been to the vast number of games that you have, uh, you and Mal. Uh, I would have to say it was either the Naquin home run or the 18 inning game for sure because those are epic games. Uh, I mean, how many games are you going to be at where they go 18 innings? How many games are you going to be at where there's a an inside the park lock off home run? Yeah, um, initially, when I when I thought of the question, my mind went to just sporting event in general. But then, I mean, this is a baseball related podcast. Uh, other than that, it'd have to be when the Raptors made the playoffs back in whatever year that was, and it was their first year against Brooklyn. And I went there with Matt Cooper, and mm-hmm. that place. I lit like the the floor was vibrating in the acc i mean that was a way higher level than a tyler naquin home run especially since we were the opposing team in cleveland so we didn't have the same feels about that moment because we were a little bit heartbroken yeah but that was probably the craziest moment though just everything that happened with that play like first off like like we'd already talked about where was BJ Upton? Why did Saunders misplay that ball so poorly? Why was it that when wow. BJ finally picked up the ball and he threw it, it landed five feet in front of him and rolled about 50? <laughs> I don't understand what happened, but it was just complete chaos. But to hear the fans around us going absolutely bonkers, that was kind of fun, even yeah. though it was heartbreaking for us. It was nice to to be there in that moment. Um and then we got to enjoy some beers after the game. So you know, I th- it's like the Field of Dreams game, and I found there's a bunch of times there. Who is the announcer that everybody hates on Twitter and goes oh. off about? Say it oh, again. The Indians Buck. guy. The Joe announcer, Buck. Joe Buck. Thank you, thank you. Joe Buck said a bunch of times like the crowd's Guys, really hold on. quiet. I just gotta step away for a sec. Yep. Got to take this call from my mother. Yep. So Joe Buck had said a bunch of times that it was really quiet in the game. And I thought, I mean, not every baseball game has to be that be all end all game. Like sometimes there's room in a game to just chat about different things. I, I What I love about baseball is like for a basketball game to be great, it's pretty much got to be what you saw, Bobby. Yeah. Right. But I think what baseball offers is okay. the ability to be power. Um, like really interesting without having to be one thing, you know? For sure. Well, it's fair. I think I enjoy the same thing about baseball too. You can chat with your people beside you and get involved with the crowd a bit more. You don't have to pay attention to the every single inning. Like right. Cruise around the ballpark. You can go check out different things. For basketball, you almost got to be paying attention the whole time. Hockey is hockey, very same similar, thing, right? right? Like, yeah, it's not a critique. It's just baseball is different than those games. So it's it's cool to be able to say, I went to an NBA game and experienced that kind of raw and and basketball. I think even I always compare basketball to hockey, but as far as crowds go, basketball has to be the most just intense. You got the music playing too, right? You always feel like you're energized when you're watching. It's a totally different vibe. Right. And I think it's, it's the most, uh, uh, it's to me, the easiest one to get your, your pulse going a little bit is basketball. But I think hockey is, is close to that and offers a little different nuances beyond that. And I think baseball is just, 
uh, more complicated, and that's okay. None of them doesn't make one of them better than the other. It's just complicated, you know. And one one thing I noticed while watching the Field of Dreams game that was one of my other topics was the Field of Dreams game, but it was kind of corny to have this great atmosphere and you got the players okay. walking out of the corner you got this this old okay. school okay. feel to the game with uh with the white sock uniforms and how great they were yeah um but then you got these guys coming up to the plate and you got their walk-up song and it's a walk-up right. song by dj something or other right. from miami and it's like man this is so corny this is they're, yeah. they're playing pump-up music and there's like 1,000 people there. Like, why even bother? Baseball doesn't get it. Like, baseball doesn't get baseball. Like, Major League Baseball doesn't get the beauty to the game. So they're never going to pull that off as well as you might hope. Uh, it was still pretty decent overall, but they don't get it unless there's, ex- there's like, unless you line up the exclamation points, they're not going to get it. Because, yeah, it, it would be great if you had, I don't know, a barbershop quartet instead of that stuff right because it's just it's about and not even barbershop quartet makes it sound like you want something from 1920 what you just want is something more granular real tangible like have a band there have an acoustic band or something i don't know but you want real stuff but they're never gonna i just don't think they'll ever get it they just don't they're too too it's corporate you're asking a corporation understand something that they just is the antithesis of who they are right so did you guys watch the game yeah i watched the whole game it's great game so did i so i I didn't expect to but i did i think i watched five or six innings i think and then i i stopped watching right when it actually started getting really good well and here's the other thing too that they say well are they going to make this annual event and everybody's like absolutely it's great and somebody came on and said it's like the outdoor games of hockey they, they yeah. weren't sure how great. And now it's a great thing. Everybody loves it. I said, no, it's dead now. Nobody. Yeah. Like the only people that care maybe are the, the host city who's having a, play, a a fun night. But no, no, you killed it. That's what's going to happen to Field of Dreams. If I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Settle, settle down with this take. This this whole the outdoor game is dead stuff. I don't think oh, anything so makes me want appointment TV? makes me want to slap people around more than hearing that. Because uh, you know another because another I agree, game in Winnipeg is really going to be inter- way more interesting than me watching a game. Uh, where was the game last year? It was in um, I, Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. I had my honeymoon there, and I can never remember that name. <laughs> it was in Lake Tahoe. It was gorgeous. It was, it was gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah, but the game sucked. Like Who I was cares? I just like, cared I about the, the background for a minute, right? I didn't so, care about the game at all. Do you all. think like, the game, the next game, the next night, Winnipeg versus I don't know Ottawa was more interesting than that? Well, they have too many of them, Darren. Like have one a year yeah. or make it like something. Like they have well, how many four or five in a year. year. It's like I don't care anymore. Okay, like, that's a fair. That's a fair critique. But what, I, but is there what four people of them say now? like none? Yeah, of Yeah, there is. There's like a centennial. Well, you know me. I tend to do things, but. Yeah. Well, they, they, I agree. They, I can agree with that. I can agree with you on that. They like should make it the All Star game. Is what they should do. Like have yes, the All Star game on yes, Saturday or something like that. Make that more appealing. You know, like yeah. We're good. Know, like, we solved the problem. We solved right. it. Just us here talking. And, and <laughs> again, and you just answered your own question. That's where the All Star game should be. Feel right. The dream. Like not. Then that's it. it and that's a cool do, thing too, right? Because yeah. then again, Cincinnati and Chicago next year, like great. But it's 
been done for regular game now. Do it for something cooler. Like have the host here come, everyone go to the Field of Dreams thing, you know, have an all-star game there. It's a bigger draw to me, I think, than just a, two random teams playing. Yeah. A lot of that stuff, though, you're talking to the tax man about poetry, right? It's not, it's not what the tax man does, poetry. So uh, do you want to do the draft? Yeah, let's do that. And one, one day we're going to tabulate all the money we owe each other from previous bets that were never paid well, speak, out. Speaking of that, yeah, and you probably should. because um, Speaking of that, two things. What about, okay. don't we owe, don't, or I must owe money to somebody for a, a pool here or there that we've done. Well, we did the, uh, well, there's there's a couple here. There was when we did the teams, the Major League Baseball teams. I won that one. Okay. Jesse won the latest hockey one. Okay. We'll figure that out at another yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, please. Just, it's not, we'll it's do just, this. just, what do you guys me. say? We'll do uh what about the one we did the, the first podcast too, right? When we picked the teams, did we like put money on that or did we just pick teams? Remember that oh, one no. where like we had the odds that you were giving us Mal and. Oh, oh yeah, but we never oh, picked no, teams. No, we no. just sort of speculated. No, no we did. I, I thought. To... Well, we did each pick a team and, and I did want to bring that up because I want to thank Darren Clark for losing me a lot of money this year. On what? Colorado Rockets. It changed from the Pirates. I was initially on the Pirates. You're going to take the Pirates over. Yeah. You're going to take the Pirates over. And they're so they're going to go over probably. You're going to lose the, either way. The Rockies are like, oh, it was almost nothing. It was like 50-something, I think. I, I'll look it up. I have that oh, document. Come on now. Come on now. I have the document. I'll tell, you who's, not, I'll tell you who's not going under. The Rockies. <laughs> Are, they're Whoa. so incompetent. They couldn't even trade their players at the deadline. That's right. how incompetent that's, they yeah, are. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really not my point. You had, you really had the theme right. Because... <laughs> but they're going But I remember everybody's well, teams. I'm pretty sure Bobby picked St. Louis, obviously. Darren picked I, Colorado. You picked Oakland. Oakland, under, didn't you? Oakland under. Yeah. And so I picked the Cubs. So Over? You I think it was over. I think it was over, but they had a low. So we were all wrong. But so they had a low. Won money. Who'd Bobby have? The Cardinals. Over. He but oh. but I don't think it over by ninety wins. I think is what he. Well, had. I have I have. I think mine was seventy five so. to be honest, because the Cubs were destined to do anything, and they're like their over was like sixty eight or something like that. I'll make sure I uh I'll, I'll make note of that for the next podcast. So yeah, I, I'll dig up the file. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll take a look at that. But I think your pirate bet would have lost your money either way. Well, that, I'm not so sure. They banked a lot of wins early. <laughs> They're one of the worst teams in the league. It's like I Arizona know. and then the Pirates. Yeah, they're right up there with the Orioles winning the oh, division. Right. It's coming. Well, it's well coming. <laughs> the Orioles, 18 in a row. <laughs> so the way this is going to go is – First pick, Mal. The order is going to be Mal, and then I think it's going to be me because Bobby's in first place in his division, and I'm I'm not first place in my division. That makes sense, Bobby. I don't even really think it matters that much, to be honest with you. Snake drafts, you get to draft a couple times. I I don't know. And then Jesse drafts last. All right. Yeah, it's 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 really not that. So are you documenting this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just typing it out right now. I don't know. Uh, And then Mal, Jesse. So the way it works is we pick two major league baseball teams and two teams from our league. You get, I can't remember how the points work again. I think I said it was 10 points for a playoff round and 25 points for the championship. If they win the championship, five points for a wild card win, wild card, five points for a wild card win. So, and then, yeah, and there's no particular order here. You can pick a major league team first, or you can pick a score sheet team first. Mal, go ahead. You pick first. Well, I mean, 
I could get cute uh, and, and that cheeky. That would be your style. That would be would be my style. But yeah. I'll, I'll I'll pick the the Dodgers. I guess you have to pick the Dodgers, right? Taking so, the Dodgers. Yeah. That's a smart. You just smart gotta, pick. Gotta. I mean. You know, it's tough. I don't even know after the Dodgers, who's the team in Major League Baseball? The Rockies aren't far out. I should take them. <laughs> <laughs> They're not far out. They're crap. <laughs> They're not very good. I know. You're, you're talking to me like they're, they're a San Francisco Giants. They're, they're, they've been really bad. They haven't been bad. Who knew that Arizona was going to be that bad? Holy smokes, eh? And kudos. Man. Kudos for the Diamondbacks for not firing Tori Lovello. Because you always fire the manager. I mean, really, they hung on to them, and they're playing better anyways. But just I like seeing people not get fired. Anyways, Dodgers. Who's next, Aaron? Dodgers. I'm going to take Jesse. Nice. Oh. So this is – and I'm using uh, – and I don't often use this, but it's the old Matt Cooper, Bobby Cross betting methodology. Right, you, right. You bet right. for something that you don't want to happen because – Can't lose. Then, that's right. That's right. If you lose, you win. It's complicated, but that's how it works. Bobby, who are you taking? You can take yourself. I am actually going to take myself. <laughs> There's no, e- no ego there. Well, only a man with no shirt on would have the balls to take himself. <laughs> and a chain and a I big t- gold chain. We I really tip my hat, Bobby. For, I tip my hat. For, for our listeners. Yeah, he's got the the hair on the chest, the the gold chain, the beard. It's like a seventies porno in here. Just on the one, you just need some like jazz really music is. going on. Whenever Bobby talks, we have chuk chuk Jesse, you got two picks. Uh, I can't pick myself, so <laughs> no, you were taken. I know, I know. I'm gonna pick the White Sox. Actually, I think um, I think their bullpen is is lights out if if they're reeling there. So I think their offense is really good too. They got Jimenez back. I think um, I think they can make some damage when they're making the playoffs. So I'm picking the White Sox. All right, you got two picks, though, dude. Yeah, and then, jeez, I don't want to pick Darren, so <laughs> I'm gonna pick Darren. I think really, I think I'm gonna lose the division anyway, and it's gonna probably be to you. So well, once again, it's your- that. It's the Matt Cooper betting method. That's right. If that's you right. lose, it, you win. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to wade Miliam right now and just hope to God that he doesn't uh, that he doesn't win. So. So, but you got the White Sox and you got me, Bobby. Yeah. Who are you going with? Your next pick. Oh boy. Um, it shouldn't be this tough already. <laughs> it is tough when you look at the Major League Baseball, and I think that's telling, right? And we've talked about it all year. After the Dodgers, who are not in first place, who do you really have as a team that's like, yeah, that's a lights-out team? It's been right the there. most fun baseball season in quite a while, I'd say. I think the White Sox have been really great. I wonder that they really made me nervous this weekend by just getting trounced. Hendricks and Kimbrough haven't exactly been great. I think I'm going to go mm. with uh, – I'm going to go with Lucas. In, uh, Which number your, is that? Your competition. My competition. 18, team 18. Everybody's doing the Matt Cooper method here. I yeah. see this. Did we we discuss this? How many wildcard teams? One or two? Two. 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 Okay. I'm going to go with Lucas. Okay. I'm going to take 
My boys. Do you know who my major league team that Milwaukee that I, Brewers? Right? No, no, my boys no. are the Braves. Oh, them! Oh, I love the Braves. I know. I, mean, I love I've the Braves got too. So many of their pitching staff. I love Anthopolis, and and I just love that organization. I love their approach to things. They're bold. They. I, I love how they seem to be able to like Bryce Wilson. I watched him in the spring, and people I'm watching on Twitter, and they're like, Bryce Wilson hasn't allowed a run, and I'm like, Bryce Wilson looks like crap. I don't think he's going to make this starting rotation and he shouldn't. And I know that the Braves will figure that out. They, they just seem to have a great feel for, for the eye test, you know, and appreciating what works and what, what doesn't work. I just, I just love their approach. So I think the Braves, even though, you know, they're without some of their better players, so it'll be interesting. But what do you take him out? Well, uh, I, I want to take Milwaukee. I'm just trying to strategically think if that's the right play. You know what I mean? Sure, uh, sure. Pick, take the Pirates then. Because <laughs> they've won. They've won 40-some games <laughs> already. Right. Holy You're going to take the over on them, so they must be in a that's position just... to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just save it. Trying to get back there. Um, okay, I'll go on the other side of the coin and take the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, look at a you. Dodgers shame Rays. on you. I know, I know. Shame on you. They got a second pick here. So you've got your two major league teams. Now you got to take somebody oh, from I got to take them. Ed, so Bobby's gone, Darren's gone, team 18 gone, and Jesse gone. You got the first place team in your division. I do, and the first place team in the in, in that other division. I'll, I'll take the team in my division. You got buyers. You got buyers. Oh, you're not taking buyers. Okay. No, I'll take uh, Billy Martin's rejects. Stay true to your cool. Yeah, yeah. Stay true to your school. Rep, rep the division. Nice. Rep in the division. That's great. I'm going to take the Magjukas. I feel like if you look at the Magjukas. What team number is that? Because I can't switch when I'm recording. Oh, geez. Team four. Our... Thank, thank you. Oh, you played them this week. Team yeah, four. Step by okay. Them. Nice team work, four. Mel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I'll tell you, here's the thing. I actually noticed today that they have a better ERA and a better run scored per game than Bobby does. Not wow. just, I just happened to notice that just looking wow. at the numbers. That's important. Uh, and for most of it, and he's, he's pretty much, I think this is the first week I've had a better ERA than him. So they've just been like lurking around, just unable to get over the hump. You're just and trying I think, to. Yeah, they could find it. You're trying to vulture those right at the, right at the end. vulture those five wild card, wild card points, aren't you? The extra five points for a wild card win. Nice, nice. Oh, that's 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 right. Uh, but but you know what? I, I think they're they're a really yeah. interesting team. And we we Jesse and I talked about them all the time. They draft really well. They got a good team. Dream so, killers. Dream killers. That's right. Yeah. Who are you taking, Bobby? Next pick. You got you got. Well, you got to start Major League Baseball because you've taken yourself and Lucas. Yeah, I think I'd be kind of stupid to not take Milwaukee at this point. So I'm going to go with Milwaukee. The Brew yeah. Crew. Yeah, that's they're they're looking pretty legit, aren't they? How you know they're they're similar to Tampa almost in a way in terms of how does this team how but they do well, starting, starting pitching starting pitching yeah. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention the Magjukas. Talking about deals, they made they acquired three pitchers today. Yeah, some nice depth actually. From yeah. Home. From which team? Ooh, they made two different deals. They got Keuchel, Hauser, and Matt. Yeah, Steve Matz. So mm. nice pickups. Yeah. So my pick. Jesse, you got two picks. 
And you've got the White Sox and me, so you need one from our league, one from Major League Baseball. I'm going to go with – I hate to say it, but I'm going to go with the Yankees. They've been the hottest team in baseball lately. They've been killing it offensively. I think they figure it out. They're going to go in the wild card race and, and – or win the wild card, and I think they're going to probably make some damage once they get in there. So I'm picking the Yankees. Okay. Um, and then from our league – it was a toss up between team three and team seven, but I'm going to go with team seven. You got to take uh, buyers. That's a great pick. I think, I think uh, team three, I th- would have had it, but they just been hit with some big injuries. I think they're going to cost them losing Bassett. That was the guy I was trying to think of earlier. Not having Bassett in his rotation is probably going to hurt him a little bit. Yeah. He, he faced, he actually is funny because he pitched against me this week. He only pitched one inning. For right. The reasons exactly. we would know that he only pitched one. Yeah. Inning. Yeah. So that's tough for him to lose. And then Springer too, not having him. He was a big, part of his offense there so what, what happened with bassett does anybody know is he okay i'm assuming he's okay yeah it's supposed to be okay i mean that was a, that was a tough one i mean bobby reacted in our chat window he saw it live right yeah. or live or you were watching the, the recording of the game and hadn't seen no. it that's like yeah, i was watching the game and i was watching the game a few minutes delayed from what actually happened and man I, i've seen numerous times over the last 10 years on tv you're watching a game and you see it happen. And I, I can't really say it happened to me, but it did. About 15 years ago, I took one off the ribs and it hit me so hard that I was grabbing the other side of my body and it like literally like shifted my entire innards around and it left a bruise like four times the size of a baseball. So I, I get it. When a pitcher... Were you a, were you a cartoon character on this particular day? Like yeah. I picture, picture kind of like the uh, the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner thing where a guy would have like his whole body move four feet. But sorry, go on. I'm... But no, it hit me on my right ribs and I caught it. Like I, I wedged it in between my arm and my ribs after it bounced off. You made the play. I did. And I then it, I, was grabbing, I was grabbing my left ribs. And when the coaches came running out, both teams came running out, I was grabbing my left ribs. And they're looking at me and they're like, you didn't even get hit there, man. So I don't know what happened, but every time I watch a pitcher get hit, it's just, I feel it. It's like, it's like watching a catcher get, get a ball right in the, you know. Nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, really, you, you, yeah, you relate to that. You feel it. So the J half one, I'm, oh God, it's just the sound. You know what I mean? It's like, oof, hard to, hard to explain. This is no, no fun, obviously. Yeah. Who's your uh, your last pick here at Major League Baseball team, Bobby? Okay, so got the Brew Crew. You got your boys still available. I uh, got Philly, San Diego. Who we got? Houston, Houston, Oakland. I feel like I need to go San Fran oh. over. Yeah. I, I I I can't pick Houston. I just. I okay. can't pick Houston. So I'm down to uh, either another wild card from the AL, which is probably going to be Boston or Oakland. I don't like either of those teams. Uh, Cincinnati, I don't think is that no, strong. So I'm just going to go with the team, the team that's right in the hot hand right now. You know, they're in it. Fran. You know, okay. they're getting a game anyways, San Fran. It's a tough one for me. I picked a team I love last time. I'm going to take Houston. So for me, I think the only team left, if I'm not mistaken, you guys can help me out because I can't switch. Team 12, right? Which is who's that? Aren't they right in the mix? 
That's the guy in our division too. Yeah. 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 Summer. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna yeah. take him. David. Boscom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it crazy yeah. that pretty much our whole division's been drafted too? <laughs> Four yeah. Or five well, as it should be. Yeah, yeah, I think Bobby's well. Bobby swept the the last place team in our division, which is the last place almost, which is, is unfair because they're over five hundred. He's tied with Mal's record, I think. Actually, is he really last five and sixty one? Yeah, still above five hundred. Yeah, that's ridiculous, right? Wow. <laughs> it's a tough division, but I actually thought I complained earlier about how tough it is in our division, and it is tough in turn, but. I think Bobby may have played our division more times than I have played our division because I don't have to play myself, obviously. That so that's actually well, September, well, right? You play art of, yeah, I think we may play inside our division more often in the last month and that will make things interesting. That won't be I good. know I play you. <laughs> I know I play you last week, right? Jesse, didn't you mention? Yeah, we do. Season? And that's going to be massive for us with the one game difference, right? Like, yeah, that could be the division right there. Wow. Here's you know what? So we, we've finished our draft. I've got a, a three true outcomes one I'll throw at you guys. Jesse trading Austin Riley for a round 20 pick is worse than Mal entirely dropping Freddie Peralta, Peralta last offseason. Strikeout Walker home run on that statement. I'll I'll offer mine. You guys what, what was your deal again, Jesse? What was it? Austin Riley for a 20 round 20 pick and round you 20. dropped Freddie Peralta for nothing. I'm I'm taking the home run for Mal dropping Peralta. I think I mean Riley's having a phenomenal Well, I'm year. saying th- saying that dropping Austin Riley is worse oh. than dro- uh, trading Austin Riley is worse than dropping Freddie Peralta. So I guess you're picking a strikeout. Yeah, strikeout. Absolutely strikeout. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone could see his season coming. And yeah, yeah, at the time, a big home run hitter. But did you think a 300 hitter with a, nope. almost a 400 on base percentage is, nope. is unreal? So, yeah. you know, in, in the last two years before that, I mean, he showed potential, but he wasn't even playing last year. So yeah. Peralta's having a great year, too. Like, phenomenal year for Milwaukee. So Right. And you do – and I guess the thing is, though, I don't know if you, you, may, you could change your answer – Consider the fact that if Mel would have kept Freddie Peralta, he wouldn't have been able to keep that seventh catcher. A chance, Cisco. Shoot. No, I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't so, think of that. So, so, Bobby, where are you? Where do you sit on this one? I'm going to say that the Riley one was worse. So, I guess that would be a, Ooh, home, be run. a home run. Um, I'm looking at Freddie Peralta's stats right now. And unless you watched him, like physically watched him before this season, uh, you wouldn't have seen anything. I'm, I'm looking at his numbers and his minor league numbers are all right. He didn't log a lot of innings. Uh, sure. He was striking out a lot of guys, but he's walking a lot of guys. Like I wasn't really seeing much looking at his numbers. So sure. I would have dropped him too. Um, now the difference is Bobby's I got something of substance and Mal didn't. I got okay, chance. So what did you grab? <laughs> What, what Francisco. So let's let's dig into this. What did you get with that pick? Do you remember? Uh, no, no, probably nothing of significance. Yeah. <laughs> Something that's helped me out this year. Let's say well, that. maybe okay. not actually. Well, Mal, you can give your opinion while you're doing that. I'll look up who Jesse got with that pick. I, I'm gonna give myself a strikeout, but in my defense, it's not like Freddie Peralta was an established. He he lost his 
starting job last the year before and he couldn't hold it and he was wild and there was no guarantee obviously that he had a you know lock on a job 100 percent and um i still should have kept him i, I gave him a strikeout but it, it it wasn't like i'm just throwing away a guaranteed starter at that point so um it, quickly quickly he was out of the gate really good <laughs> but uh that was the thinking but uh obviously a, a big mistake but uh I just love Chan Cisco and that worked out really well in his he's still playing. Game. He's still chugging away in the Mets, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, right. I was around 20 pick Jesse. I'm guessing the Nunez. Was it Nunez? Uh, that's what I think. It'd be funny if it was <laughs> Renato Nunez, but do you pick that with your pick? Oh, in round 20, <laughs> yeah. you picked. What was it? Team 18 or team three? You made that deal with team 18. Aaron Sanchez. Nice. Nice. Well, not so, right now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that At the was, time, though, everyone was like, "Great pick, great pick." So yeah, you take a. I mean, pitchers are so. I'm gonna give it. I mean, my my statement. I'm gonna give it a K. Uh, you know what? That's a that's such a hard one because Riley. I watched Riley last year, and I just found him stiff. I didn't think. But there's a thing you never know the character, the makeup of a guy. Like there's this this barrier between us and knowing a lot of the stuff that actually separates guys from tapping into their best selves. Right. And we don't know. So you don't know Austin Riley has the makeup to find that Peralta Peralta. I mean, he always had eye and stuff. You oh, no, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. The K rate kind of was sh- obvious. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah. And there's the thing that, that leap from being a guy with great stuff to being a guy who actually gets great results is, you know, most guys don't make that leap. So. And I believed in Riley so much. I think he's my first pick the year prior. He was. He, he was. was. Wow. You, you lost. You lost a feeling. You lost that love and feeling there. Right? Yeah, I know. I watch Horner now. Do it next year too. I just picked him first round. I trade him away, and he's just going to come back to haunt me too, probably. So, so my last three true outcome one is this. It should be pretty straightforward. Miguel Cabrera hit his 500th career home run at Rogers Center in Toronto this weekend, entirely because of Justin Drummond's presence. So strikeout is that a walk? Is that a home run? I mean, it's got to be a home run all the way around, doesn't it's, it? It's, it yeah, I mean, so it's, a, it's a home run. It was all because run. of JD. Yeah, five hundred one right there because of JD. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be a home run. Yeah, no doubt. I was funny. I was telling these guys today, Mel. My a friend of mine posted on Facebook today that he was angry that he didn't want to go to the game on the weekend because he didn't want to see Miguel Cabrera hit his five hundredth home run. Excuse me. Wow. Right. So, yes. And so he ended up going and then he was like, it's so frustrating. And I, I said, this is like an Eeyore like post from, what, <laughs> Eeyore. you know, from, cool. from Winnie the Pooh. What yeah. was that? What was your comment to that, Jesse? Lost my tail again. Lost my tail again. <laughs> I went to a baseball game and something <laughs> historical happens. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, it's just like, what kind of guy are you? You saw yeah, like right. Miguel Cabrera hit his 500th hormone. You're unhappy about that? It's a meaningless game. Jeez. Would you go to see Reese McGuire? That was better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, he was also the only, Keith, who's actually a really great guy, is the only left-handed second baseman. I, ever said. I would say on our team, I don't understand why we have a left-handed second baseman. I don't understand. 
but we kept going with second, a left-handed second baseman, uh, you know, it worked as much as a left-handed second baseman can, <laughs> you know, but Jesse, you got any more jalopies? I got one more actually. Cool. Uh, score sheet related. The final round involves one or two of us, two of the four teams of me, you, Bobby and, and Mal obviously in the final. Two of the four teams in the final? Will be one of us, yeah. Or I'm two not, of us, I guess, yeah. I'm not buying that two people would make the finals out of that'd be a remarkable. Sense. I mean us I mean I, I'm gonna say no only because you still haven't made it to the yeah, you haven't made it to the playoffs yet. Like, like so many things can go sideways. One of you guys should make it. There's a chance neither of you do. But one of you should make it for sure, most likely to. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say no on that one, but uh, let's hope. Bobby, what do you think? Actually, for my sake, let's hope not. I would throw money on that. That's a home run, and here's why. Oh. Because Jesse and I, I don't know what order, but we're going to finish 1-2 in the league. And 1-2... Yep are going to go right to the finals because they're going to face lower seeded teams. Um, I've been worried in the past because I faced Jesse early, early rounds, but if we finish one, two, I won't, I don't think as far as the seeding is concerned, I don't think I'll have to face him until the championship. So why do you think you're going to the championship so easily? I said two months ago I was going to win my division when I was down by 12 games. So I remember you giving up, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is some, uh, some revision. <laughs> now interrupt this program for some historical revision by yeah. Bobby Cross. Hey, hey, if I would have given up, I would have been traded my players. You're and almost there. You're, almost, You're yeah, one week away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an intervention. You know I think of it one more beer way, Bobby. Yeah, I think we talked too out of that podcast. The team would have been true out of it. Well, yeah. I'm pretty sure in that moment I had Stanton hitting about 220. I had Freeman hitting about 230. I didn't have Corey Seager. Um, I had Bryce Harper who was injured. I had all these guys that. So weren't... you vividly remember why you lost faith in your team at that time, and we had the to truth is talk yeah. you down. Yes, <laughs> for sure. I think I had just lost uh, Marcelo Zuna. Um, the Bauer pitcher. The pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kikuchi was not pitching that great. I, I didn't have uh, Caprellian from, uh, from Oakland, Oakland because I hadn't drafted him yet. So, no, no. When you gave up, you had Caprellian. Did I? Definitely. Yeah, it was, re- it was recent. It was before you went on like that. three weeks third- ago. It was yeah, the second last podcast. You're talking like it was the start of the year. <laughs> this was... <laughs> It was after the whole Bauer thing went down. Wait, I remember play. definitely having to talk you out of it. Yeah, yeah I think like, all three of us were like, Bobby, if, only, if only we had this recorded someplace <laughs> that we could cr- reference. <laughs> I, I don't think I was that down on my team. I mean, I was down on the team, but I don't think I you was. You were in like, a group chat. You're like, I think I'm ready to sell. I think I'm selling. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then when one of our members of this chat messaged me asking for one of my players, what did I say? I said I wasn't ready to sell. So well, good for you. Good for you. The, the podcast. 
<laughs> I think it was before because I referenced it on the podcast. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. So somebody had messaged me. But yeah, I, I had never fully written off my team. I mean, it would have made things easier for me in that moment, I guess. But I'm glad I didn't sell anybody because I still had some faith in, in my players that were coming back. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to say Jesse and I finished one, two in the league. Um, somehow he's going to do it. Darren, I think has a better rotation. I know Darren has been struggling to really grasp what's happening with his rotation. I think right now, if I were to pick a, a better five man rotation, I'd have to go with Darren, but I think somehow Jesse's going to, uh, as Alex Rodriguez likes to say, scrappy. Uh, Jesse's going to get a little bit scrappy and win that division. It is and pretty amazing how you have like this magical ability to stay in first. It, it is something. It, it is it, like it's it's really amazing. You've been doing it for a very long time. Skinny like, your full teeth. credit to you. And it almost seems like an insurmountable thing at times. You're like, oh, I went six and zero. Oh, look, I wonder where I am. Oh, I'm still in second. <laughs> oh, it's one game behind. I honestly so, don't know like, how I'm doing it either. And I think I've been oh, in the finals. Like, are you guys? Uh, are you guys all pitch by pitching it or at bat by and at batting it right now? Uh, no, I, I tend to struggle with that at this juncture. Yeah. I'm just like, just tell me what happened. Don't, <laughs> okay. don't have too, enough. Don't have too enough. Stressful. Don't have enough time. No, I'll look well, at the results well, yeah, and, then I'll, and then I'll watch the games afterwards to see where it really went wrong. Right. But like, it's good to do that. I find just to see how your game plan is working out. Right. Right. That's you, sometimes right. you don't get to feel for it. Just looking at the, the email in terms of like, so why is this picture coming in now? You yeah. know, like, who, who do I have my lineup right now? What am I doing? So it's, yeah, that's good to see sometimes. And it's also good to see that excruciating, like this guy is killing me. <laughs> yeah, you don't really appreciate sometimes when you just gloss over the, the overall views and you see a guy in your lineup is like, oh my god, can you ever like Gary Sanchez earlier in the year? I think that a lot of that deal was going out by out and going Gary Sanchez. You're just you just you're gonna make me cry yeah. again with your ability to get out in big situations. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm like playing because play play. you go up play by play bullpen, Bobby. Yeah, I uh, I take my lunch break on on Mondays later uh, because in the warehouse, we've got two lunches, 1130 and 12 o'clock. And I purposely take my lunch about 1230 because normally the results are yeah. around 1230. And I sit at my desk on, on lunch break and I'm, I'm clapping. I'm like arms up and I'm doing like fist pumps and people are just walking by me. Like what's up with this guy? But, but yeah, I, I love it. That Do you have your shirt on? <laughs> wheel it in the air six and oh yeah, shirts in the air <laughs> but but i find that when i try to look at the results on my phone the email that gets sent it's like way out of whack the alignment is like oh super yeah messed. yeah it's, it's crappy it's terrible. i never actually look at the results on my phone i just pull them up on the website from my phone so like you can actually just go to score sheets and look at everybody's team results that way and that's how i usually do it and then I look actually look at like the games of the week actually, and I watch some of the other teams play as well, which I've done a couple of times. Oh. There's like the most recommended games or something like that. It just throws up other teams' games of the week that were actually pretty good or something. So. Oh, nice! I haven't even looked at that actually. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Oh. Wow. Where do you go to see that? Right on the main page. So right underneath, like the whole lineup of stuff when you're on the main score sheet page there for our league. Yeah. yeah. Right below. I'll go to the oh. top there and find it. Um. Is it recommended games? Yeah, recommended games. Right beside like all the team numbers there at the top. 
and then it says recommended games. It'll pull up score sheets from that week based. So it's like the most dramatic, um, dramatic finishes type thing. Yeah, stuff like are like highlights of the week or something I like that. I've like, never looked at that before. No. And I should, because it'll probably make the funny thing is like earlier in the season, I was going through inning by inning. And I do I do find it actually really useful. And it also really attaches you more to plan. It, it is a lot so more does. Fun, right? It so, so does. Yeah. It's more painful at times when things go sideways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that is a thing. Yeah. Does yeah. We, uh, know when the playoff lineup cards are due? September. Uh, I think right like in a couple of weeks, actually. Fifth, right after right? the draft, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I For some reason, I was thinking it was this weekend was was it. But it's the weekend after. It's got to be the after the actual last draft, right? Because you got to be able to get like one right. last player or something like that if you yeah. want to. So so I think it's probably like the the, the week after Labor Day. Will be the weekend, I think. Boy, did the White Sox just butcher a ball in the outfield, dude? They had the worst defense. I think that's I, oh I watched a lot of Kopech innings, right? Because I'm like to check out to see how he does. So I've tuned to a White Sox game, and every time he's getting hit, hammered, I'm like watching them in the outfield. Like, who the fuck's playing left field? Adam it's, Vaughn, it's like, same thing. Adam Vaughn, right? Yeah, <laughs> or like Andrew Vaughn is the name, right? Andrew it's Vaughn, like, holy sorry. cow, you're like, what are you and he's doing? butchered so many of them in left field. I'm like, well, no, there was another lit up. It's like, there was another one, he just uh, didn't want he looked at the center field, the ball dropped in. I was like, Right? Your boy, your boy, Kopech. I have to say, the one thing I didn't like about that, you know, the Field of Dreams game, is what a whiny ass chap your chap. man bun boy uh, Kopech was in that game. You know what I'm talking about, Mal? You, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, come on, guy. It was like one pitch that was one of the things I loved about the game was no strike zone. Wasn't it beautiful? There was no box. No oh, box. my God. Praise the Lord. And somehow, like, I think I tweeted, like, how will I know when to be upset if there's no yeah. boss on here? It's, it's crazy. You don't need it, man. And it'd just be okay with the, the umpire, you know, an inch here, an inch there, whatever, you know? It's it's a much better game that way. You know, there was a game here, Jays were playing, guy, like, painted one on the outside corner, and they called it a strike. And, and it was, like, right on the corner type thing. It was, like, and then they slowed it down, and it was, like, just outside the box and they're like oh my god and everybody's free that is horrible what a joke what a miss the call i'm like you couldn't even tell in fact <laughs> even with the box you couldn't tell i'm right. like that was a great pitch i'm like what are we doing like we're just talking about adult males challenges handling adversity that's what we're talking about yeah grow up just grow up yeah. handle like that's the whole to me part of the the thing that sports helps with is doing that is handling adversity and disappointment and things not good you know I, how many people you worked with when you're really young would say things like it's not fair or you yeah. know in in clerks lingo would be i'm not even supposed to be here today you yeah. know you know what i mean like that's not my uh, job that's part of growing up where you're like okay you know maybe life isn't fair maybe i shouldn't go around demanding life either be totally altruistic or i'm unhappy right. and that's part of me to what sports helped me with grow the hell up and you know the refs in my ball hockey games weren't the smartest guys ever created <laughs> you know you had to come to you had to come to terms with it that's you're why you, ice hockey that's you're why you got creative and got smart <laughs> that's why you hide behind the net that's every right. once in a while that's why you can hide behind the net because they're not going to catch you <laughs> instead of being angry about it use it to your advantage right. <laughs> don't get mad hide behind the net <laughs> Bob, you got, you got we got like a few minutes left here. You got any more topics that you brought? 
No, we went through them all. Uh, the field, of, field of Dreams game, uh, Wade Miley. We've talked about it all. Has anybody here other than me read the book that Field of Dreams is based on? No. Has anybody no. here read Kinsella? No. How, how much really? different is it? Is it? How much Very liberty different. was taken? It is, eh? Oh, it's massively different would be the way I would put it. Uh, yeah, I would I would recommend two books by him. That that one, which I, for some reason I'm going blank on, and the Iowa Baseball Confederacy, okay. which is almost psychedelic at a certain point in time. But he's, uh, you know, if you love the kind of old baseball, he's got a bunch of books about baseball. Kinsella does. Makes Definitely sense. worth a read. I love that movie. It's there's I do too. I found it a little bit okay. Just take it easy with the reveling in the field of dream stuff there on that show. Like I thought it was a little bit over the top, but it is a great movie, man. Like it captures. Great movie. Yeah. I was just I mean, waiting for Ray Liotta to show up. That's somebody was saying on maybe it was Overdrive or something about the movie after the game or whatever. And they're saying, did anyone ever notice that Ray Liotta throws the opposite hand than he, he than bats, the actual player? He bats <laughs> right-handed and shoots yeah, Joe. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, no, actually, no, no one's ever ever made that recollection before. Another really great baseball book is Eight Men Out. Really? Amazing. I bet it is. Like I the writer is is just I would recommend somebody who just loved good writing to read it. Like there's a, a simplicity to it, but it's also kind of beautiful. And the story is interesting because uh, Shoeless Joe didn't like he was great. He was great in that World Series. He was great. And I think a lot of people don't understand the relation, what position baseball players were in in society at that time, you know, as opposed to the owners and how corrupt the, the owners were. Everything around them was. And these guys are making jack. Yeah. You know, there's all this money being made off of them. They're making jack. And a few of them were like, you know, I guess I'm going to try to get a little something. But of that, that group of players, I mean, Shoeless Joe was great. Even uh, Chakoti, I think, was a starting pitcher who is in Field of Dreams yep. too. I think they yep. reference him. Seacott. I think he was pretty good in his last start. They like they struggled to find mm. a lot of the times where because uh, there was a really good uh, baseball writer, Ring Lardner, who also wrote fiction. I mean, that's a great thing about baseball at that time. And he was he was noticing a few things that were happening during that series. And he kept track of it, but Shoeless Joe, he had he didn't really keep notice anything with. If you get a chance, read Eight Man Out. It's a really great baseball book. And well, a great book. reference that too, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The reference in two actually about Shoeless Joe is like everyone was talking about fixing that World Series, but he's like he batted four fifty five or something. Right. <laughs> so it's like yeah. how do you uh, trying to throw the World Series when you're literally almost batting five hundred? <laughs> it's like. And he made some really great defensive plays. I don't know. We've had this conversation. You know, Bobby was. Uh, Bobby and I have kind of gone back and forth a little bit on this in terms of how much baseball has evolved or how much it hasn't over the course of time from like Babe Ruth to now or Shoes Joe to now. Um, I think one of the, and, and that's, a, that's a fair debate to have from, from a lot of different angles, but I think one of the cool things about baseball is if I look at hockey from 1874, oh my it's God. ridiculous. Like you can look at it from 1974, yeah, 84, yeah, 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 even yeah. 94. Oh, so sorry, even like 90s, the early 90s. Yeah, yeah. And you're just now, like, this, right? is, like, this is not even close. But no. baseball, when I watch older games, I'm like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like we're watching the Kansas City Toronto series, and you got guys throwing mid-90s. 
they're just throwing longer, deeper into the game. It's I was going to say, they're different. just throwing 150 more innings than everybody. But, else. man, yeah. throw George Brett on a field today. Yep. And I don't care. I don't Be care. Fine. George Brett is still the best player on that field. Or how about Ricky yeah. Anderson? You know what I mean? Like, Oh, geez. my God. My God. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of the great thing is that each generation gets a player that's a player and players that are special that are almost transcend time. You know, that – that 50 years from now it would be great. I don't think any other sport could do that. Football, no. maybe, you think? Uh, yeah. You don't think so? With football? Maybe basketball, to be honest to you. I think basketball, you could probably have players playing 30, 40 years ago, probably still play today, you know? like well, the three, You wouldn't have the three-point shot as much probably now. Thing. But like, I guess they could adjust within a certain amount of time. But even still, so we'll defer like, to Bobby. Let her basketball. We have sure. a basketball expert on our panel. So we'll, we'll ask our basketball expert, Bobby, what he thinks in terms of take Michael Jordan, put him in the game today. Does he figure out a way to become a really good three-point shooter? I think he might be the only one that could figure it out. Wow. I mean, if you took Wilt Chamberlain and put him in today's game, yeah. I think Wilt Chamberlain becomes way less of a dominant player because he'd have to go up against a guy like like LeBron, well, he he had video game numbers. Well, I was going like, to say Wilt was like ridiculous though, video yeah. game numbers. So he might not he, get a hundred points, but he'd yeah, probably yeah, be pretty yeah. dominant in the post. Still, you know, like Shaq was still able to do whatever he wanted to without a three point shot. So it was kind of crazy. That's always the thing I found. I struggled with basketball. I remember during the year that where Shaq was so dominant, and I would say I, I have trouble respecting a game where your best player's I, biggest yeah. skill is essentially equivalent of me putting bread on the top shelf of my cupboards. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of all the shock did, which was boom, 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 boom. But then you watch it now, and now all these guys, like you watch the Olympics, and these guys are in this world, man. They yeah, can do everything. They great. can hit it from everywhere, right? So, something. But I think we're good. Did it, yeah, does anybody right, want to, like, shout out to Justin Drummond before we go? I think we already gave him a shout we out. We probably talked about him a few times. Right. He was pretty fired up about the CM Punk. Uh... Oh my God! Oh, you know, we haven't even seen him this week. I don't. I don't really have seen him in our chat window. I think because he's just off orgasming. About I thought he was still partying from the five hundred. He's still in Toronto, running the streets, man, getting street eating popcorn, just running up and down. You know, like and you know, with his, he got like a CM Punk shirt. Yeah, know? he's got the yeah. can of flag up there, just running down the street or something. I don't know. Like, Bought a hot dog for your boy Phil Kessel. That's right. Just, yeah. That's right. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, the Justin Drummond Tour of Toronto, all-purpose yeah. tour, right? Yeah. All right, guys. All right, boys. Cool. Have a good see you later, guys.